Today, I'd like to discuss GPTs and assistants. These are the things that were announced at OpenAI's Dev Day about a week ago. And now that I've had a bunch of time to play with them, I've built three of my own, well, three GPTs and one assistant. I am ready to speak about them and help you understand what they are, how to use them, and what they mean going forward, the key takeaways that they imply for the industry going forward. So what is a GPT? What is an assistant? Think of them as a standalone AI application. If ChatGPT is this universal know-it-all that can kind of do a lot of things if you prompt it the right way and ask the right questions and can go back and forth with it enough times to extrude the exact thing you're looking for, then a specific GPT, this is an awful name, but a specific GPT is something that's already been pre-prompted, something where you've already programmed it with some specialized instructions such that the user doesn't have to go through the task of telling it, hey, you are a research assistant that's an expert in microbiology. I'm going to give you some cells and you're going to report back, whatever, right? So instead of having to do that every time, GPT is already pre-programmed. So at this point, any chat GPT plus user can go in and create their own GPT, create their own specialized AI bot that's pre-programmed with the instructions that you give it for that certain purpose. An example, I, I made three of them. The funniest one I've made, or the most useful one I've made, depending on your point of view, is called Astrotherapy or Astrotherapist. And what this does is it's, it's been pre-programmed to act as a CBT therapist with an astrology slant. So you'll start chatting with it, you'll tell it your problems, it gets to know you better. It of course has to ask you for your birth date, time and location. And based on that, it will actually draw a tarot card, which I'll explain in a bit. And based on that visual card, give you some advice as to how you should handle your current life situation. So that entire package of knowing how to speak with you as a therapist, knowing to ask for your birthday, knowing what to do with your birthday, knowing to eventually draw this tarot card and how to draw it for you, and then go in and turn that tarot card in, into some advice is something that I have pre-programmed into this GPT. And you can do that yourself as well with any kind of application that you can think of. Some, some other interesting things about these GPTs and this goes for assistance too, is that not only do you get to pre-program it with instructions, but you also get to give it some files. And here's an example of how that might work in a way that applies both to GPTs and assistants. And I'll explain the difference of the two in a second. Imagine you are a company, an enterprise, and you have some sort of HR policy document, this massive 100-page document that talks about all your various employee policies. And you want to give your employees a way to have a Q&A, to have a, a chatbot, a way to ask questions about their policy and get a, an answer in human speak, not in you know policy speak. And so what you can do is create a GPT or an assistant that, ex, that is, is programmed, is prompted, is pre-prompted to be a good helper and explainer of HR policy documents. And then you can upload your giant PDF into this assistant or into this GPT and it is there. And when the user goes and asks a question, the bot will know to go and parse through this long PDF, take out the, the part that is most important and use that in its reply. So it's able to do what's called retrieval. So retrieve from an existing PDF 
or any document, there's a bunch of file formats that it accepts, and then give back some information in a conversational tone back to the user. So now that would be a GPT. The reason why you might want to make this as an, as an assistant is you might not want to put this into some kind of public domain. You might want to have this uh, chatbot as your own little private chatbot that your existing enterprise chatty McChatbot can interface with. <laughs> and so if you create an assistant that does this action of, of parsing through your HR documents and responding back, then the assistant has its own API, which makes sense if you're a developer listening to this. And so in your code, you hit that API, you call that API, you call that assistant, you simply pass the thread of messages that you've had so far between the assistant and your end user, and that assistant knows to then be a, health, a healthcare consultant. It knows to go and retrieve the relevant information, package it up, and describe it back in human terms to the human. At this point, assistants and GPTs can take up to five different files. They can also do what's called function calling, which makes a lot of sense, again, if you use the API version. And they can also do data analysis. So if you have a, a GPT that takes in a, a bunch of stock tickers or, or a bunch of financial information, it's able to go ahead and process that information logically. Okay, so at this point, you probably understand better that assistants and GPTs are these specialized AI applications that you pre-programmed with some kind of prompt and maybe some kind of files. The GPT version is put out into a marketplace that other users from around the world that are ChatGPT Plus users can access. The assistant version is something that's more internal and your custom software can speak to. So now the, the question is, who cares, right? What does it matter that we have these GPTs and these assistants? So two big takeaways. The first is, if this whole marketplace situation sounds to you like maybe something you've heard before, something like an app store perhaps, trust your intuition. This is exactly what OpenAI is trying to do. These are the, the early foundational steps to having an app store for AI. The same way as Apple and Android have their app stores for phones, OpenAI wants to have an app store for AI assistance. And you can imagine a world, and they've already hinted at this, where, for example, someone can go and chat with my astrotherapist GPT, and I can charge them for it, and then I, I assume OpenAI will take some kind of cut of that revenue, and I will have my own cut as well. And so if you are someone who maybe missed the boat on that first foray into iOS apps back in 07, 08, 09, where you can make a flashlight app and, and make a couple thousand bucks off of it, this is your chance to participate in the next uh, wave of App Store applications. It's also taken OpenAI even further away from being just a base layer, right? So OpenAI before ChatGPT was just the API layer, just the layer that allowed other software developers to use OpenAI to process their AI queries. ChatGPT was OpenAI's first big foray into becoming a consumer-focused brand. With these GPTs and having an app store, they become even more of this consumer-facing value add. The same thing on the developer side, rather than just offer some basic tooling and basic APIs that do completions, they're offering more value add solutions for developers as well. 
The second big takeaway is, as you might have seen, as soon as ChatGPT came out and and the OpenAI APIs became public, a vast army of startups appeared in the past, call it 10 months or so, that basically just took your basic OpenAI functionality and slapped a front end on top of it, slapped a website on top of it. You saw this with all the websites that purported to write your college essay or websites that would write your business plan or your marketing plan or help you write some sort of uh, ad campaign or Facebook marketing posts. All of those various websites that did those things were pretty much just a thin layer of logic and user interface on top of the core value add, which was OpenAI. And by releasing these GPTs, now you don't really need to go to a website to write your college essay. You can just go to the college essay writing GPT, of which there will be countless, and get the same or even better experience. And so a lot of those companies that just kind of came out in the past year are going to be a flash in the pan and probably fizzle out. And that's actually okay because let's be honest, a lot of those companies were in the hype cycle. They got a lot of users and traction because it was hot to just say that you were doing something in AI, but they weren't really deep, deeply protected. They didn't have deep IP. They were really a thin layer and it was inevitable for them to eventually be squeezed out. So I hope that makes things more clear for you about GPTs and assistance. I very much encourage you to get a GPT plus subscription and build your own GPT. If you'd like some help, obviously DM me. I'm happy to help you with your assistance, your GPTs, any kind of open AI calling or anything with LLMs in general, happy to help. And you're most welcome to check out the astrotherapist GPT, which I guess I'll, I'll link in the show notes as well. All right, guys. As always, thanks for listening and let me know if you have any questions.